0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 15 of Merv Hughes Fishing 15. Can you believe that? Your faulty Towers they only made nine, so you've Did gone they? past Faulty Towers.
1: We well, nearly doubled then.
0: <laughs> My maths isn't that great, but we nearly doubled then. Former Australian cricketer and sporting icon Mervyn Gregory Hughes is in the house. Yes, as I'm is him. Jason Kennedy. Jason Kennedy, uh, of course. So, um, I- so
1: <laughs> former former Australian icon, da da da. What, what do you got for J.K.? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just um, asking. I'm just asking.
0: That's ask question. Good mate of moves. Um, <laughs> Let me answer that. Uh, hang, on, yeah, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> oh, oh, hang on. Brains behind the organisation. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, please. So I've, um, I've got two please. people here. One's audible,
2: one's intelligible. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the, the, the listeners know which, which is which.
1: <laughs> now, coming up, we're going to talk to Cole Burden in yes, Darwin. In Darwin. Where you've just been. Read his lures. Um, right. I, I met him. 11, 12 years ago. Um, I was in Darwin. Reed his lures, Jeff Reed. Um, got to know him um, very well. Um, he moved out of the business. Cole moved in. And I was there in the negotiating phase um, and, and got to know Cole and have uh, remained pretty good mates ever since. Well, very good mates ever since. And um, JK loves him because he's a, a tragic Hawthorne supporter. And loves, loves the Hawks. Um, loves his fishing. And it's just an interesting story. Um, where he came from um, to to take over the the lure manufacturing um, up in Darwin, so it's uh, a huge change for me, wasn't it? It's a question for you two.
0: We, this is, I think Cole will be about the fourth person we've spoken to is in the lure business. Yes, what is it, it? It strikes me, it's massive, absolutely massive industry. Yes, uh, uh, and so many
1: manufacturers
0: in this country and, uh, yeah, and well, developers of it in this yeah, country.
1: Well, a lot of. Uh, well, we spoke to Bushy, who helped develop yeah. um, the, the squidgies, um, him and Steve Starling. Yeah. Um, Fox, yeah. yeah, so um, for the work that they put in, and, and it's just guys that love their fishing that get hooked into it, and we've spoken to Matt Canine. we're going to talk to, to Wayne Lennon, we're going to talk to, from Orgy Lewis, we're going to talk to James... Uh, Dayton from from Ballista Lures, and they're guys that fish started making lures from themselves for themselves because they know what they wanted. Yep. And then mates see the lures, so they start making lures for mates, and then they start making lures for mates of mates, and then they start selling lures, and they've got a lure manufacturer. <laughs> these so, are the real heart uh, and soul guys yeah. of the industry. Like you can yeah. you can talk to any without being too loose or flipping
2: here. Talk to any counter jockey. Well, I are talking to some some kiddies 18, but we're talking to people who spend hours, weeks, years developing yes. and researching. So these are the blokes, and in some cases women yeah. uh, that um, yeah. they're perfect to talk to. Maybe, so got- you're, calling,
0: you're calling you're calling walking out, going and uh, jumping in your boat, or going to the pier and throwing
1: a, a line in. You're calling that research, scientific research. Is that what is yes. that scientific, scientific research. research? I'm thinking about opening a lure company man. myself, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I've just got to get out there a little bit more. To understand what the fish need and want, because at the moment I neither understand what they need nor what they want. Now fish. I don't.
0: I don't want no brands because that's irrelevant. How many lures do you have in your in your tackle box or in your shed, or do you have like hundreds? Or you have thousands of golf balls mine or, or someone else's? Well, how many do you have? Three million. <laughs> how many do you really? Three
1: have? million. I if I if I. I would have to live another hundred years if I were to swim every lure I have for thirty seconds. Really? Yeah. I have that many lures.
0: How many lures do you have, Jake? You know, I've got I've got four or five
2: bags in the laundry. Wow. So it is like it is like golf balls. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I reckon at least at least four hundred.
0: And do you go nearly. through that thing where it's the ballista this week and then it's the, the next Well, that so, hard.
1: Do it's, you do that with your lures? It's hard for me or is it changed? No, because I've got I've got mates in the industry. Yeah. So you want to support them, yep. but you can only have one lure on the end of your line. So, um, you know, you go from hard bodies to to soft vibes to um, soft plastics to to spinner baits, um, and it depends what you're fishing for. And I I don't do a whole lot of bait fishing anymore. Um, so by choice, you just get into the lures and wait. Like they say. It's good to have an alternative.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we, do, we can talk to Cole, obviously, yeah. who's in Darwin, yes. uh, specifically making Reedy's lures, uh, making lures for fish to be caught in that area oh, uh, no, and other areas yeah, as well.
1: all, all areas. So, um, you know, it was, Reedy's is seen as a, an iconic Northern Territory lure manufacturer, and people that go up there will, will get them for uh, barrow money. But barrow yep. money and cod fishing, for instance, are very much the same. So he's Golden Jack Range, a deep diver, um, sort of has the same sort of swim as, as cod lures. Yep. Um, You're a big fella. Yeah. Even Cole, Cole pulled me aside last year, Kev, and said, Jace,
2: he's 20, 25 lures, whatever, they, whatever the number was. Yep. And he said, Can you please try them down south? They're trying to break into that market. Yeah. So, so we've trolled them for tuna, portland, caught fish. We've trolled them for juries at um, Nelson and, and um, on the Glenogue River, yeah. and they've worked. Yep. So it's not we'll just barramundi. Well, flick them for brim, yeah, uh, flick,
1: flick them for trout, tra- troll them for, yeah. for trout and flatties. And, so, yeah, And you have a talk to all them, and while they're designed for specific fishing, they're very versatile in yeah. that. Um, mate, for me, cod, cod and barramundi are very similar. Um, cod go deep, where barramundi put on an aerial show. But the tactics that you use for fishing, mate, you troll, you flick into into um, structure, and that's where you get the fish. That's where you get fish barramundi. That's where you get uh, cod. That's where you get trout. That's where you get yellow belly. That's where you get redfin. That's where you get a lot of freshwater fish.
0: Okay. Well, uh, I've got another Practice couple of questions fish. I don't want to ask you about that. Yep. But We'll
1: talk to talk Cole, Cole yeah. next. To you. So coming Very up next, interesting. Here on Merv Hughes Fishing. Did you know he knocked his wife over playing tennis? Right? First time he'd ever beaten her. Playing tennis. Say, so, Cole, good on you, mate. Keep your wife happy. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> we'll talk to
0: Cole next. <laughs> This is Merv Hughes Fishing the Podcast with Merv Hughes, Jason Kennedy and Kevin Hillier. And our guest on this week's podcast, boys, is Cole Burden from Reedy's Lures. Not
1: just a guest, a very close friend, Cole. There you go. Um, Now, Cole, Reedy's Lures. Um, Up and down, iconic Northern Territory. um, Piece of furniture. Is it not a piece of furniture? What is it then? (laughs) Um, You can't think it, I can't. I can't. So, what is it? Iconic. Essential. Part.
3: Oh, really? Anyway, Reedy's
1: <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> how, how did you get involved in, in Reedy's Well, and I when?
3: Come, as, you, yeah. as you know, Merv, I come from the pub game in Tassie, and was up here seeing my son Chris um, in the army, and um, we sold the pub, and I needed another business, and I thought, wow, this sounds good to me, I'll be able to spend a fair bit of time out in the water, so... That's what I expected to do, but there's a lot more computer work these days. <laughs> there is. So that isn't was it? in two thousand and seven. So we've been yeah. there for
2: eleven going on twelve years. But, yeah. but not just not just Barramundi and jacks up north. I've been using them down south for
1: tuna and also for Mulloway with great yeah.
2: success. So they're very
1: very versatile. Not well, just up north, but little, down south. The little Lucifer too. You get into the like we've just been up to the um, Goulburn, the and you throw them on the on the trout, get them on the yellow belly, so they have got deep divers and, and all that.
2: Also big flathead and he skips that yeah. as well for the
1: Murray cod,
3: yeah. And yeah. you're right, boys. The Goulburn Jack. Pitch- you're right. We seem to be pitch and hold as Barramundi lures, yeah. but um, you know the, the, the little lucifers are just fantastic lures as far as. Tassie, you know, uh, yep. judges for albacore tuna and, you know, even uh, Murray cod, etc. So they, they work on other species, and as you said, the Golden jacks and and um, new fishnacks vibes, they're all over the place. So,
1: yeah. And Kevin? Well, well, Talk us, talk us through the fish snack vibe so you've got a, a soft vibe and that that's really a new product isn't it for you guys yeah
3: it is it is mate um what it is is we've got a through wire so we've done a little bit different to what everyone else is doing as most people know that um, th- there's a lot of issues with melting of the, of the rubber et cetera well, ours don't doesn't do that. Um, and, um, I suppose the strength and the s- strong hooks, obviously for Big Barra so you can downsize if you need to. Um, but we got a little 65 coming soon and a 110 and a 150. So at the moment, it's a 95, it's 20 grams. Yeah. The 65 will be 13 grams. The 110 is 32 grams, and the big one, the 150, for offshore, obviously. Will be around that 62, 63 grams.
1: A lot of a lot of people aren't sure about the soft vibes, but you can you can just troll them, you can flick them and wind them like they're a hard body. You can bounce them off the bottom um, like a soft plastic, so they're very versatile, aren't they?
3: They they are, mate. And and I'm probably one that that used to get there and go, oh, I don't know about these, I don't yeah. know about these. And mates of mine's et etc. And you guys have been out there using them, yeah, so Paul's and I thought, on. well, it's yeah, pulls <laughs> on. So it's part of our market. So I thought. You know, I've got to do something about because I love our rubbers. Yep. Reedy's <laughs> rubbers. Yeah. Reedy's rubbers.
1: Be prepared, that <laughs> carry them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we're um, just catching but, these yeah. fish, you know that. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. And, and uh, as you know, in the Nationals and the Classic yeah. this year, I got a 110 and a 99 in the Classic, so on our vibes, so yeah. Now,
1: our, our, our uh, the bloke that's in charge here, Kevin Hillier, that's he's great. got this dazed, confused look on his face. He has no <laughs> so one ten is a is a one point uh, one meter barramundi right. a 97 right. yeah, is a 97 sure. centimeter barramundi right. okay, and the, the weights of the vibes, are the size of the vibes, so right. you need ah, heavier yeah. vibes in deeper water <laughs> listen gotcha. to this cole yep. <laughs> listen gotcha. to this yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, yes now kev
2: cole's another fellow hawthorne's reporter so he's an abundance I've an abundance of intelligence <laughs> and is that is that smart you know you've made it when you need a lure named after you so when we were up there yeah. last year fishing fishing the Finnis River. Finnis River. River. and Dundee Beach. At Dundee Beach. Cole just sort of pulled out
1: the JK lure. Absolute thing of beauty. (laughs) It was was pale white like it's never been out in the sun. It had a red head and freckles. (laughs) They had red dots all over it. And he's proud of it.
3: And, J.K., you know that it wasn't all my doing. There's a bloke probably sitting next to you that yeah. had a fair bit to do with it. There's
1: a bloke with now, limited Cole, intelligence next to me, I know. Now, Cole, you, after, after good friends, um, you do you do make lures after them. And I, I hear you made a uh, lure after your good friend, Myra.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't go too much into that because you <laughs> named it. But it was down to the classic. Ah, no, we better not touch that. It was a classic. Yeah, no, we better not touch Um, that. I won't touch that on
1: air. (laughs) Now, you've been there since 2007, like you say. You you took over from from Jeff Reed. Jeff and um, Cheryl, yeah. Yeah, so he he started Reedies. You've taken it on. It's a fair way out of town, and and you're building a new shed in in Berrim, so closer to town, so between Darwin and and Palmerston.
3: Yeah, yeah, so it's new shed going up. Hopefully it'll be opening November, December. We might have a grand opening with a big fella from down south coming up, hopefully. Oh, Or something like that. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Billy Brownless. No. Oh, no. Um, and the, the big thing about that, in where you are currently, and I dare say in, in your new abode, um, you, you're happy to take people through and show them how the the lures are made, and so groups or individuals – If they want a tour, do they have to book that or they just roll up and knock on the door?
3: No, so our tours run Monday to Friday. We're not open weekends because we don't go in against the tackle stores. So Monday to Friday is at 11 a.m. People are are more than welcome to just walk in. 11 a.m. will take you through the whole process. I believe that's unique in Australia.
1: Because most stuff is
3: done overseas.
1: Yeah, well, the big thing is if people are going up there um, and they're not really into fishing, they want to know. What the, Well, I want to know what lures are made of and how they're made and how they swim and how they're tested, how they're painted. And it's, it's very interesting that, that you do that.
3: Just- oh, it really is, Merv. And, you know, we get the fishers, the guys come in, their wives go, oh, I don't know. At the end of the, the tour, the wives are the ones that are asking all the questions. It's, mm-hmm. it's really hands-on experience. And as you guys have seen it, it's, it's unique and it's, um, it's fantastic to go through and have a look.
2: So, so, Cole, what's your go-to barrel lure? Like the first, the first the one you pull out. Was, what's your name? Yeah, Cole now, I, I, is it? I'd, I'd
3: probably, I'd probably say the judge or the B fifty-two. <laughs> yeah, okay, he um, guessed that one yeah. right, didn't he? Yeah, the judge, judge is just a great all rounder I, I like the big the ass. <laughs> The big ass B fifty two, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> no,
1: Kevin, nearly Kevin, fell off his chair. That's a technical name for it, is it? That's a big ass. So, so that's now. How how many lures? How what sort of range in, in your range do you have? How many lures? Oh, and how many? And how <laughs> many can count, you name?
3: I can I can name a few because I'm right here at Fishing Outdoor World in Darwin,
1: uh-huh.
3: and they're sitting in front of me.
1: Okay, go <laughs> so through a couple.
3: Okay, I'll go through the B-52 range. So we've got the junior B-52. Yep. Then so we've got the one. standard B-52. Which is a then standard. Then we've got the big B-52. That's large. Then we've got the big-ass B-52. Extra large. <laughs> then we've got the big-ass B-52 200 mil. So That's the big a big, big, big one.
0: Have you, got yeah. the, have you got the huge-ass one, which is the huge-ass <laughs> well, one? That's
3: probably going to come
1: next, Kev. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. fair enough. And you've got to spell HUGATS? Yeah, they are. You've got golden jacks. Way, you've got the fish snacks. You've got millions oh, of colours. Little lucifers. Yeah, little lucifers. They're a fantastic yeah. lure. And the colours, yeah. Where where do you get your colours from? Um, do you decide um, on the colours yourself, or do you get people in asking for colours?
3: Yeah, I play around with colours. As you know, we jump in the paint room down, down up here, and um, I jump in the paint room, but you get a lot of fishos asking for different things, so you just take on board what they're asking for, and it's obviously, it's like, I I, I say the scenario like an iPhone, you know, every year they bring a new one out, well, we've got to bring new colours out, because that Reinvents the the product itself, so bringing out new colours really revitalises
1: the product. Bringing out new paint for the like the infrared paint.
3: Yes, that's that's a big one. The UV. Uh, I, Merv actually did a a video on this, and Blimey. a couple of guys were saying I didn't think fish had torches, but it's a black light <laughs> under black light. They <laughs> believe that fish actually see uv colors so yeah, yeah, a lot the, of our a lot of our lures have got that in it that hang, was going on, to, hang on
1: that cole was, kevin's got something no, there that was going He's to be my question
0: no that was going to be my question what did the fish see and how do we know what the fish sees because when, when we're, we're developing them, these because when we catch them we ask them you are right <laughs> <laughs> and
3: you know what <laughs> yeah, they say look they that's say, that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> put me back Kev, <laughs> I, I totally agree with you mate <laughs> i don't know what they see but the, the theory out there by the, the so-called experts is that they see UV colours, uh, maybe they see greyscale, but, but having those different colours gives you colour contrast. I'm a big believer in colour contrast and the action of the lure. That's yep. the main thing. Yep.
2: Now, now, Cole, you also have a proud partner of most of the competitions up, up there around Darwin and the, and, and the Barra yep. Nationals. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And, and the Classic? Barrow
1: Nationals, yep. Barra Classics, yeah, the yeah. Shadies Shady Ladies.
3: Shady, Shady Ladies, secret right. Women's Business, right. um, Corroboree Park Challenge,
1: I'll you keep on going. Yeah, so all, all those are fishing competitions oh, I was say, in Darwin. Yep.
3: I was hoping yep. they weren't
0: places of establishments. No, no. Shady <laughs> Ladies. Uh, yeah. Shady Ladies. Shady Ladies.
1: No, no wonder he's building a new shed. Is, if anyone knows of an establishment called Shady Ladies, <laughs> let us know where it is, please. Yeah. Um, we'll send you some lilies. And, and, Cole, do you find that You're busy all year round or is it just after Christmas for the the build-up? But like you say, you're pushing your lures for all over Australia, not just Barramundi. So how do you find it? Do you find it seasonal or is it all year round for you?
3: No, it's, it's funny to say that because our, our, our good season is obviously the runoff, but then you come into the, um, the, the dry season where you've got a lot of tourists up here, but then, then you have a, probably a bit of a lull with the, the build up, et cetera. But on the East Coast and the West Coast, you know, this and down south. So we don't seem to have a, a lull. The only lull we'd get is our tours, which yep. we get a lot of people through the dry season. So we get a bit of a lull there, which helps us get back into work. So
1: yeah.
3: Well, No really particular season Well, the tourists,
1: the tourists have got to get it. If you're fishing, if you're a tourist, you've got to get up to Darwin between October and March to have a crack at this million-dollar fish, don't
3: you? Oh, that's awesome. The million-dollar fish is um, just fantastic. I just ran into a guy in here, and he said that they're doing their million-dollar launch out at his barra farm. So that should be good this afternoon.
1: Are you heading out to that?
3: I don't think I'll be able to, mate. I've got so much work on I've got to go away the weekend over to Mackay for a fishing comp.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, asked to do. work, work, yeah. work. work. We had you on a boat That's for five work. or six days yeah. up there, out down the daily, out on the harbour. Uh, you've been in Melbourne for the finals, but thankfully that finished for Hawthorne a couple of weeks <laughs> ago, yes. so you can concentrate <laughs> back into your work, can't you?
3: I certainly can, mate. I certainly can. Hey,
0: Cole, can I ask a question? Just to go back to how you started uh, this, uh, coming yep. from a pub in Tassie to, to you know, being buying a lure business in uh, in Darwin. That's a that's a bloody big jump in uh, in many respects, climate wise and you know, career wise and all that sort of. Sink massive, of the cold. Yeah, massive. Was well, it was it the weather that drove you there?
3: Uh, weather helps, care that's for sure. Uh, mm. But the people, a lot of people say to me, "What's you know, it's a big big difference Tassie to to Darwin." But the people are sort of the same. They're all laid back and easy going down in Tassie, and, you know, I'm actually a motor mechanic by trade, so I've gone oh, through yeah. lots of things, indoor sports centre, pubs, and... and see car collection? Fishing. Really? Yeah, well... Oh. My brothers
1: now. Yeah, well, he had it and sold it <laughs> to his brothers because he couldn't take it to Darwin. Now you ask him what drove him to um, Darwin. I can tell you what drove him to Darwin. What? His Ford Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Ting, ting. Yeah, lovely, me, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, thank you very much for your time today. Absolutely fantastic, no worries, guys. guys. If you if you're up around the Darwin area, head south on your left. um... Gee, Readie's Factory, uh, get in there, say hello to Cole, ask for your 75% off and see how that goes for you. Nah, call me the same hoy. No, <laughs>
2: you, you jumped on that pretty quick, didn't you? <laughs> Can you edit that bit, Kev? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll,
0: we'll we'll fix that up for you, Cole. It'll be fine. Uh, thanks for this, so, Cole. Bye, appreciate yes, it. Thanks, see boy. you shortly, Cole. Bye, you bye, bye
1: Bye. Bye.
0: There you go. There's Cole Burden from uh, Reedy's Lewis and Darwin. Now, I said I
1: had Mate, another story, question. It's a yeah, it is. How do you get it from being in a pub in, in Tassie to... Well, he sold the pub. And like I he said, he, he's up visiting his, his son in Darwin. Yep. Um, and like being a businessman, and, and he's running a business. So whether you whether it's Lewis, whether you're pub, whether you're in a, in a shop, if you're running a business, business is business. Yep. Um, so he, he's business-orientated. Um, looked at that and thought, like, Darwin, it's not cold up here. Yep. And uh, <laughs> he's just really... Yeah really sort of launched himself into into the industry there and done a fantastic job.
0: Now I want to ask more, more about Lewis. I the uh, yep. question I want to ask, where do we sit as as Colander and Reedies and all the people that we've talked to on this podcast, where do we sit in the world stage in terms of the quality of what we're producing and where it where it sits? Very high. Yeah?
1: Very high in the quality. Our numbers would be oh, yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah so yeah. numbers would be well. America's bad. obviously yeah. would be the, the, well, the coals in a in a shed. One, two, three, four, five, probably got five people working for him, yep. where Matt Kineen, um, he's got three or four guys that, that help him do stuff. Um, you got Wayne Lennon, who basically it's him and his wife that, that do um, all their lures, and, yep. and you're up against – yeah, you know, guys like Wilson Rapala and Strike Pro and and classic lures and yeah, um, the all these. Yeah. Um,
3: but, but the
2: beautiful thing about Australian-made lures is pretty simple. Most most imported lures, Kev. The um the rings and the trebles aren't strong enough for our fish, whether it be the Murray cod or the Barramundi. Okay. and probably the biggest axe to grind in the industry is if you buy any lure from overseas, you have to upgrade the rings, you have to upgrade the trebles, trebles and it change. changes right. yep. <laughs> yeah. to to yeah. a stronger gauge, yep. wire, or ring. Yep. Or, or treble. And that's what drives Aussie anglers mad. They just want to take it out of the box, put and the lead it. on it and away you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the blokes like Colin, and, and like he's mentioned, Matt and all the boys. They're building for Australian conditions and Australian fish.
0: So the the key there for uh, for first time and new to the industry yep. type people like me is buy the Australian version. Yes. Don't don't buy the uh, imported stuff. No. Buy the Australian. That which is why I was asking the question. Mm. If you are new to fishing and you want to get involved, buy local made ones because they are obviously uh, no. and built uh, the for the big, condition.
1: The big thing about that too is don't buy a lure not to catch fish. Because a lot of people think, oh, it doesn't matter, I'm not going to catch a fish anyway. So they go in and buy a cheap lure. Now, if you get a hit in a cheap lure um, by a good fish, all it's going to do is straighten the hooks out, uh, rip the hooks um, off off the, well, like you say, off the, the rings, and you'll lose a good fish. Okay. So basically it's like you standing over a golf ball. You think you're going to hit a good shot, but you never do. So with fishing, <laughs> but with fishing, it's don't, don't buy a lure, not to catch fish, you're buying a lure, to, to catch a fish, make sure that the hooks are strong enough to to catch a fish that you, so if you're after Murray Cod, Barramundi, whatever, um, and if they're not, um, upgrade. It's as simple as that. Yep. But, but there's it's always one bloke you fish with that's got every lure oh, in the world. yeah. Come maybe you, you take over oh. this story because they're out there. Right. and yeah. So number one rule in fishing, Kevin, yep. if you haven't learned it by now, you should learn it, right. is that, there's only one big one be, be, one thing better than your tackle box, and that's someone else's. Yeah. So you go through other people say, so, Oh, what's this lure? That's my favorite. Ever use it? No. Why not? It cost <laughs> me 25 bucks, I don't want to lose it. <laughs> Why is it your favorite lure? Have a look at it. It's a nice colour. <laughs> and like my good friend Squizzy from the Northern Territory always says. Lures catch more fishermen than they catch fish. Yes. You walk in, very there's a good. wall of them. Yeah. You don't know what the fish want. You're just <laughs> going to buy a nice colour, aren't you? Oh, gee, look at that one. There's a red, white and blue one. That reminds me of the bulldogs. I'm going to buy that. <laughs> don't touch that. That's my favourite lure. And yeah, that's, well, that's the way true. it is, Kev. Seriously. Lures get
0: more fishermen than fish. Yes. That uh, that, is, that is the creed. I think that might be the creed of this program. <laughs> uh, that is uh, Merv Hughes fishing for another episode. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll Cheers, catch you again soon. Great job.